Welcome to the Geekcentric Podcast, and welcome to our spoiler-filled discussion for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. All right, let's do this one last time. My name is Nate, and if you're joining us for the first time, we are Geekcentric, a podcast focusing on the world of movies, TV shows, games, toys, and collectibles, and all things Geekcentric. Uh, again, this is spoiler-filled, so if you haven't seen the movie yet, uh, check out our spoiler-free review, which is up now, and then go see the movie, and then swing right back here to join us in our web of spoilers. Uh, but joining me once again in the Spider Geek Society... Uh, for this chat, we have, uh, and this sounds, this actually sounds like my new favorite sitcom, uh, my two favorite spider dads, uh, <laughs> Justin Lawrence and Kevin Hudson. How are you guys doing today? Doing well, doing well. Doing well, doing well. Thwipping, thwipping along. I'm, th- I'm thwipping along, bro. And I still don't like chai tea or TT. <gasps> TT, that's it, yeah. <laughs> um, and swinging, you know, you can already hear him giggling and and, and laughing along here, he's swinging out of the highest panel on the page because he's a big fan of the Mary Jane. He's Darcy <laughs> the Dank Spider Hudson. Hello again. Hello again, Thwip Thwip. Uh, Kevin, I'm happy to have you on this uh, spoiler-filled uh, episode. We missed you on the spoiler-free. Before we kind of get into all this, uh, what did you think of the movie? I think it goes without saying that you don't like comic book movies, you don't like animation, or you don't like Spider-Man if you didn't absolutely love this movie. It is (laughs) a phenomenal piece of art. It's a phenomenal entry into the ever-growing library of comic book movies. It is Mm -hmm. just, and it's a -a one-of-a-kind theatrical experience. I'm not sure we've ever had a movie quite like this. Now, I will say that's that it's not without its, you know, minor faults. Um, mm-hmm. and, I'm, and I've just been trying to dwell on it for a couple of days about what didn't quite make it perfect for me, you know? And I don't know if it's me personally just not being willing to hold animated films to the same level as live action. And if that is the case, it's, it's certainly, uh, that's a personal um you know issue that i have with myself that i need to that i need to sort i i'm certainly disappointing uh, guillermo del toro right now and and his quest to I make hope he's not animated listening. film yeah. i know right i and i hate to upset him <laughs> um i just i just wonder you know while this might be is it's a terrific sequel and mm-hmm. the fact that it so perfectly sets up the third one i didn't feel like it was an incomplete movie because of how it ends i thought it, it told its own story while also setting up for part three. So that wasn't yeah. my issue. I just think, you know, for it to be considered, which I know people are calling it, maybe the best comic book movie ever. I just don't know if it quite registered for me in that way when I compare it to the huge nature of Endgame. That's the movie I'm going to almost compare it to when I when I think of this peak all-time greatest comic book experiences. And I think it's because... In an animated format, it's really easy to make anything possible. You can do anything you want on the screen in an animated form. You can have as many characters and as many, you know, references to past movies, whatever, that you want. I think the live-action culmination in Endgame that took 10 years to get there 
20 plus movies. I just think that for whatever reason counts for more for me. Um, mm. And I also think that 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 there's an inherent issue as well in that they tried to do perhaps, you know, the same amount of work as Endgame did over 20 plus movies in 10 years in just two movies. And I think what that did for this movie is it left so much necessity for exposition. Half of this movie is just expository dialogue and it's just explaining what is happening, who people are and what they're doing. So I think it's a terrific story. I think the characters are bright and funny and deep and emotional and there's so much resonance to all of that and the story's compelling and of course I'm sure you guys talked for 35 minutes about the incredible visuals so I won't even get into that <laughs> but I just yeah. think the one issue I have is that half of the movie is explaining right to you and they don't even try and hide it what is happening and why that would be my yeah. biggest gripe with the movie um, but otherwise I mean what was the scale you guys ranked it on it was five out of five spider people I'm going to give it a solid, solid, solid 4.7 out of 5 spider people. So again, there we go. while I had issues, it is still an incredible movie. One of the greatest comic book movies ever. One of the best animated films I've ever seen. It is a brilliant piece of art and a brilliant movie. There you go. Is it the best movie of the year for you so far? Um, you know what? I haven't seen many movies, so that's not the, the <laughs> toughest crown to claim to this point, but it sure. absolutely, absolutely is. And it'll very be hard good, to top. It'll be hard to top. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, and I mean, on the on the spoiler free, you know, I I brought up uh, Endgame as well, kind of in my final sentiments, and um, I actually I think I think it does do a better job than Endgame personally. Um, it just I think for for me and and sort of what I'm looking for in in a story like this, I think it I think it did a I, it surprised me because of the fact that Endgame was how many movies in. Uh, and this movie is only two movies in, and, and I, I still found it to be uh, phenomenal. Um, now, you know, Kevin, J Justin made the lovely sentiment, you know, as 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 you have a, you know, I think, we, we, I don't know if any of us had anything negative to say. And so, like, you're coming in here, you got a little bit of the dissension. I want to bring us all together here. Justin had the lovely sentiment that the three of us, him as a photographer, Darcy as a scientist, and and me with the quips, uh, that we make a lovely Spider-Man. I want to know, what do you thwip into the table uh, to join us as a spider person? <laughs> well, geez, you, you stole the one thing that I would probably say about myself <laughs> with the quips. It's certainly not, um, you know, an athletic gymnastic sort of approach <laughs> to life. I, I'm not, I'm not graceful. Um, you know what? Um, you know what? We we see Spider Man as a dad in this one, and uh, he's a very playful, fun dad. And uh, bring we, the dad energy. We there we the go. Dadness. I got that. Da I got the the dad bod, or the I prefer to call it a father figure. Um, father but, figure. Uh, you know, and that kind of works for everything I'm talking about. So we'll go with that. Well, there we go. There we go. Listen, there is so much to talk about with this movie. Um, just before we get into our discussion, I also want to just make a few announcements. Uh, of course, we are the Geekcentric Podcast. We have a ton of other great episodes covering the latest in movies, TV shows. Um, we've got spoiler-free review, as I mentioned, for this movie, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. We have uh, spoiler-free reviews for American Born Chinese Season 1 on Disney+. Plus. Go watch that show. Please support it. Uh, we've got Disney's The Little Mermaid spoiler-free review, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Fast 10, 
and Star Wars Visions Volume 2. Uh, if you're a fan of animation, Star Wars Visions Volume 2, holy crap. Um, we also have a ton of interviews out now, like our most recent interview with Sophie Thatcher from The Boogeyman. You can catch our interviews on YouTube at youtube.com slash geekcentric. Uh, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up with everything we're, we're doing here. I uh, got a lot of movies to go through in this, this summer of movies. Um, but finally, I am stoked to announce right at the top of the show here that to celebrate this movie and the geeky conversations we love having about movies and TV shows and games, We've opened up our Discord for the first time. Uh, we've got spaces to not only discuss spoilers with us about the best movies and TV shows uh, that are out now. We've also got spaces for the latest news and trailers from around the Geekiverse. We've got a place for you to write in with questions that we may feature on the podcast. We've got a Watcha channel, uh, which is straight from our This Week in Geek episodes, where you can let us know what you've been watching, listening to, reading, or playing, and make those recommendations both to us and everyone else in the community. Uh, we can't wait to hear from you because we are geek centric and you can be too so join us on the discord uh let's celebrate the things we love together we're going to have the link for the discord in the show notes uh so definitely check that out um you know i we were kind of talking about how we're spider people uh for as many spider people as there are in this podcast um there are a ton of spider people and spider animals uh, in this movie. So I wanted to kick us off there. I wanted to kind of start off with like, what is your favorite spider? I'm going to say spider character at this point. Um, and I actually want to throw it to Darcy to start us off. Uh, I mean, I love them all. Every time we saw a new Spider-Man, I was like, I want a comic about him or something like that. But yeah. I think after I've seen it twice now, I can easily say that the my favorite Spider-Man was Hobie Brown, Spider-Punk. I mean, so good. So everything excellent. about him from the moment he steps on screen was captivating. And I just can't wait for more of his story because even as he's, you know, pickpot, like snatching all those gadgets from the lab as he's walking through, you know, he's going to make an appearance and come back. And just the fact that he's helping Miles escape, like this guy's good at heart and wants to fight the system. And what bigger system is there to fight than, you know, Miguel O'Hara and his Spider-Verse or Arachno Human Poly Multiverse, whatever it was. Whatever he called it. They're both yeah. stupid names. Yeah, yeah but Sp <laughs> Hobie Brown. Hobie Brown by far was the best. So good. And just like everything that happens, he's able to like come up with some sort of anti-establishment quip. It was He was so I funny. And just, see, it's a conspiracy. See, it's the government, man. It's the man bringing you down. Like, everything. Oh, when, Hilarious. When, when, he, when, the, when the building's crumbling in Mumbatton and he's like, he's just like, it's uh, it's a metaphor for capitalism. Cap exactly. So, exactly. so good. Daniel Kaluuya just killed it. It was, ah, oh, he's so freaking excellent. I love how he's just got his guitar with him at all times. Well, like I think he surfs sound, on it at one point. And he uses sound as a weapon. Like yeah. that's his whole thing is that he's a sonic Spider-Man. Like it's so, so good. So cool. So cool. And even just such a cool look where it's like he's cut out from of the magazines pages, or like, yeah, like that was from so, stuff. He oh. was aesthetically probably my favorite variation on on the the look of a Spider-Man. Yeah, no, his look was very inspired by the old punk posters from 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 the early mm -hmm. 70s and 80s uh you know very chaotic cut out uh, very collage style um so i'm glad that they found a way to take that aesthetic and apply it to the look of spider-punk because it made him that much more mm -hmm. unique and and just really pop on the screen um my my favorite one uh would have to be pav uh from mubatan i think also he was, incredible i think he was oh, uh his hair yeah, his hair was great. He was he was extremely charming. 
um, and very vibrant and eccentric. And uh, yeah, I really, I really enjoyed him. I, I thought he was, I thought he was great. Um, and we, we got to spend a lot of time w- with him and uh, see, see his world. And uh, yeah, it was, you know, his, his energy matched the energy of the world that he came from. So uh, I, he was, he was one of my favorites, uh, of course, uh, as well as, as Spider-Punk. I think Spider-Punk is going to be everyone's favorite and mm-hmm. they're going to have a fun time if they decide to do anything spinoff related with him. Yeah, yeah I loved I loved Spider-Man India. Um, you know, there's such a fine line between confidence and arrogance. And he could have come across as arrogant, but like you said, Justin, he's so charming and just so good-natured that it it is just it's more confidence than anything. And he's he's such a delight on screen. Um so that was gonna be my choice. So I'll just quickly say Andy Samberg absolutely kills it as oh, as Scarlet Spider. Like you know, you know they, oh. they they figured that character out and were just like, who can put on like sort of the most over the top voice for a character? Angst. You know, dramatic. He's sort of channeling Nick Cage um, as Spider Man yes. Noir. It's just a different yep. version of that. And he was my favorite in the first one. So happy that we're going to get him in the third. So I thought Andy absolutely killed it. I hope he's not gone forever wherever he goes. In the Dude, movie. if those characters if those characters meet, oh, the conversation and they just have like just, a oh, <laughs> it gets so dark. It's just oh. <laughs> I can't wait. Well, doesn't one doesn't so someone campy. refer to him as emo? I think someone refers to him as emo. At I think one at some point. point. And, oh, is he's yeah, leaning I, I, on the pole with just in yeah. such angst. I think oh. Gwen calls him emo or something like that. Right? <laughs> yeah. So I thought I, I thought love I love when cool. he looks at the walls and he's just like the walls they're normal and like he's like but something is like, still wrong. What is something like, still wrong? Perfect pose. Um, for me, I think, and this is going to be, you know, I want to say Mayday Parker. I really do. I think um, she just steals every little scene she's in. She's so adorable. Um, and if you look, if you look closely, uh, when Peter's putting her to bed, she's wearing cute little spider pig pajamas. Which you gotta are... think that Spider Ham gave those to him, dude. Like, if, if he's jumping through the multiverse, Spider Ham's like, here, Spider-Ham, for your daughter. <laughs> yeah, here's some merch from my universe. <laughs> oh, it's so cute. She's so adorable. But my, my actual answer uh, is Gwen Stacy, uh, which is kind of a cop out answer, kind of a boring answer. But I think Gwen Gwen's world is so beautiful and heartbreaking at the same time. Um, I loved her so much in this movie, and I, I I'd, I'd watch an entire Gwen Stacy movie if it looked like it did in her her universe. I think the way they, you know, every cut back and forth is a different color palette. And we talked about this in the spoiler free, but, you know, the matching of the emotions of her or her dad was so captivating. And I, I couldn't get over the way that they would use reflections in her scenes as well, where she's, you know, she's about to talk to her dad and she she's looking in the window and, you know, her reflection is the Spider-Woman mask, right? And it just shows how she shares the same struggle with Miles and and all spider people of sharing her truth with her dad. Because like we see her as Gwen in that moment, but she still sees herself as Spider-Woman. And I think that's such a a beautiful way and and such a heartbreaking way to kind of show that was in the reflections uh, in those scenes. And I just just couldn't get, honestly, I think every moment with Gwen in her world, I was just like, it's just so painterly, Mm -hmm. so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I, I, I love that they were able to find a way to to run Gwen's story parallel with Miles. And really, we are talking about family, but it's really about identity and, mm-hmm. and dealing with their identity. And um, yeah, I think that, I think that, as you said, the way 
the space and the environment is used in Gwen's world to reflect emotions and colors. It's it's one of the standouts of why this movie is more than just an animated movie. It's it's a work of art. She's so good. Uh, also, just quick shout to uh, Web Slinger. Uh, yes. you know, like, <laughs> why you. does the horse need a mask? It was was such a great line. It's so good. Yeah, <laughs> Web Slinger is uh, is played by Taron Taron Killam from SNL uh, and does such a good job. I just love how you, you didn't you didn't wait till three or whatever. You didn't count till three. <laughs> so good. Um, but, uh, you know, I think that's a really funny moment. Um, I'd love to kind of, you know, while we're laughing here and giggling, let's talk about some funny moments. You know, Spider-Man is about the thwips. He's also, or they, I should say, are also about the quips. Um, so I want to know what was maybe your funniest, favorite funny moment. I know there's a ton of them in this movie, so it's hard to choose. Um, but did anyone have any funny moments that stood out for them? Uh, I mean, I think my favorite funny moment or funny moments are those one little one-liners that are thrown in at the end of a, a scene or like the, the, you didn't wait till three as he's fallen away. And, and one of my favorite standout ones that I, the second time through, I remembered it and it was just like, this is, this is great. And it's when they're fighting in the Guggenheim and they cut off the head of that balloon dog sculpture yeah. and all the smaller balloon dogs fall out. And the one guy in the back's like, well, that's cool. And <laughs> oh, just, just the stuff like that, the that random mine, comments Darcy. after. <laughs> so oh, good. so that good. I mine, think it's yeah. a Banksy. Yeah, that was, that was going to be mine. Was the the guy who randomly showed up uh, at the end there was just like I think that's a I think it's a Banksy just like in the first movie <laughs> like, those like, jokes what are, those are people so good. doing there like there's a massive horrible fight going on well they're the Guggenheim it's an art museum so it's like they are going to be there but the maybe fact it's that, like a you know, show or a performance it's an but art. just the fact that they were yeah. able to connect that running gag from the first one right like, yeah you know when when the the multiverse is breaking and this yeah. is guys like I think it's a Banksy and then yeah it's to the hear that guy. line show up again it just, <laughs> it's really it's really nice and and it, and it did surprisingly create a really big roar of a laugh from from the audience and i yeah. think that that's you know in part because it's banksy but also in part because you know it's a fans, callback yeah it's a callback for so fans. good love those little things kevin anything uh anything stand out to you for quipping that that was literally what i had prepped was the the, the jeff coon <laughs> statue falling over oh cool <laughs> i think for me um this is spoiled in the the trailers um, but I love the spider therapist. I think just seeing Peter <laughs> crying in the office and then I looked at my uncle and let me guess, he died. And it's just, it's so well delivered. Um, the, the voice of, of spider therapist is Michael Rianda, who's actually the director of another fantastic animated Sony movie called, uh, the Mitchells versus the machines. So I just, I love, I love that, that he had that moment to, to kind of do that there. And, uh, and then just the, the massive explosion of all the spider people just popping through is so good. Well, see, and that's an actual funny reference to, you know, the, the Uncle Ben dying. Unlike in our theatrical experience when <laughs> the lady behind us started laughing at one of the most heartfelt moments as they're all connecting <laughs> yes. over their shared grief. grief it's like, of, no, that was ben the dying. joke, lady. That was yeah. the joke. Yeah, it's 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 uh it's tricky when we go to, you know, fan events. I think we there's a there's pros and cons to fan events, right? There's pros and cons. So we, we've got the energy in the room, but sometimes you just have the one person in the room that's just laughing at the wrong time and it was just yeah, a little bit cringe. Not reading um, the room. Not reading not the room. Not reading well the enough. room. But I was reading every single room of this movie for all the easter eggs and and little details uh that are in probably, you know, I could watch this movie 
a million billion times and still not catch all of them. Uh, and, you know, unfortunately, New Rockstars hasn't come out with uh, their list of all the things yet. Because well, that'd be an um, hour long. It's going to be at least, to parse an, it down. I think yeah. so, at least an hour long, and they still won't get everything. Uh, but I want to know from from you guys, favorite Easter egg, uh, you know, sort of moment in, in this uh, this movie. I know it's tough to choose. Well, I'll, I, I think the one that I really, really liked, because it just, the potential for future movies, uh, also given the fact that there's been rumors or I guess a, a, a bit of a soft confirmation from Amy Pascal, the producer of this movie and the producer at, at Sony Pictures, that a Miles Morales live action movie is in the works. And I think yeah. that seeing um, uh, Childish Gambino, Donald Donald Glover as the Prowler uh, so does kind cool. of set that up as being something that could be possible. Uh, he could be the Prowler for whatever universe of uh, Miles Morales's world that we we see in live action, and and that could be the first hint of what we what we've just what we just saw, um, because I think that's a that's a that would be a very that'd be a very smart way to connect to connect all those dots, if you will, and to connect mm -hmm. the Spider Verse to to the larger thing uh, to the to the larger story of Sony's Spider Verse world that they're doing. Yeah, because you guys you guys said after the movie you don't necessarily think that that's the the same version of donald glover from the mcu necessarily right well it's, mm -hmm. he's obviously older he has a beard uh he, he looks more like the the uh uh the uncle aaron that is from uh, this world because he has that longer beard he has a little bit of gray in it so eight time has passed right so yeah he could be six you're very you, it could since be the first one yeah for in sure in my head canon kevin it is it that's what I, I saw. I mean, that's how I took it. But yeah. I guess because of the, you know, that's what this multiverse. The multiverse. It yeah. allows them to sure. do whatever it could be, and it, but it doesn't have to be, right? That's kind of the beauty that's, of it. That's, yeah. that's, that's, yeah. what, that's what's really great about it. It can be a bit of a, a continuity thing while also mm -hmm. being a fresh start. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't need to be connected back to the MCU's Tom Holland universe. But because we've seen Aaron, uh, you know, played in that world by Donald Glover, to bring that over and to, to connect that in, I think that just makes a lot of sense. So it'll it'll be interesting to see if if he ends up being the Prowler in, in the I future mean, Miles Morales movie. It'd be great. And even that, that might not be the same Prowler. There are infinite versions of these characters across the Spider-Verse. So anything is possible. And I think that's what seeing all these all the live action little Easter eggs we got in this one were really cool because of that. They were they were connecting the, the larger picture, with the exception of, you know, Tom Holland, which I thought was weird. Yeah, no but, Tom Holland. Yeah. I, I don't think that that's that weird though. No, I don't no. think that that's weird. I, I think mean, just with ever, I, I guess it's with all the other, you know, live action. We got to see their face on the screen in this animated movie. Tom Holland was the one we only got a, a throwaway name to. Anyways, my favorite Easter egg has to be the fact that Gonky is playing or Genki is playing uh, Insomniac Spider Man when he's writing his so essay. So good. Like the fact so that there's good. a Spider-Man game in the universe is just like it goes to show how far those spot that Spider merch that the original Peter Parker by Chris Pine went and did and signed off for. There are so many Spider-Man products. I love it. Well, and I think that the fact that Yuri Lowenthal is, you know, technically in this movie probably twice, I guess, at this point. I guess uh, so. unless he was I couldn't tell if he was playing the Miles Morales one or if he was playing the Spider-Man, uh Insomniac Spider-Man, but so freaking cool. And I love I love that that moment where you get the the video video game section right and we see mm -hmm. the atari version of the green goblin as well like just the little blocks um but yeah man yeah the, the seeing Genki playing spider-man i was just like oh he's playing he's playing the game and you can see the dual sense in the hand i'm like yes so good yeah. 
I'm I'm happy that I I, I recognized Genki's voice, and it is actually Peter Sohn, yeah. who is the director of Elemental, playing Sox in Lightyear. It was so clear that it was him, and uh, I'm, I'm just glad that they were able to find a way to to get Peter Sohn in. Uh, you know, I know Kemp Powers and him are friends, um, uh, given that they worked on Soul together, so yeah. Well, and you mm-hmm. you recognize that voice so quickly because you actually did get a chance to speak yeah, uh, yeah. with with Peterson, and uh, we'll have an interview around Elemental probably coming up soon, um, which I am stoked. I haven't even heard it yet, but I've heard it's fantastic. Um, I uh, I think you know for for myself, um, mine was also the the Donald Glover thing. I think one of the things that's also amazing about that, and and I'm sure a lot of people already know this story, but. When Amazing Spider-Man was in production, the episode of Community came out that featured Donald Glover in a Spider-Man costume, and Brian Michael Bendis saw it and decided to create Miles Morales uh, because of that, literally that small Mm -hmm. little moment. Um, And then in the Ultimate Universe, um, in the the animated, uh, Donald Glover played or did the voice of Miles Morales. Uh, And then in Into the Spider-Verse, you can actually see the scene from Community on the TV in Uncle Aaron's uh, apartment. And I just like, it's just so cool to sort of see this um, continuation of Donald Glover being so integral to every facet of Miles' life is so freaking awesome. Which makes it all the better to make him the villain in whatever live action adaptation comes right of, oh of Miles Morales. interesting villain who gets turned because the prowler has always had well he is a villain at, at the beginning he always becomes some of an anti-hero oh, yeah. or, or friend to spider-man by the end of his storyline so i got thoughts on that i got oh, thoughts on okay that. okay but before we get to all that kevin what was your uh what was your favorite easter egg uh i think the the continuation of the idea that while you you have different spider-man in every um universe um you know and we you've got different iterations of characters in any multiverse that we've now seen on the big screen jk simmons as j jonah jameson everywhere your one constant constant. he is just he other than i think the garfield movies right like i don't think he appears in the andrew garfield movies he doesn't Um, but but, but he doesn't appear in it nobody plays him in that though right no no, Good. So he no. still is. So, so he is it still in that. He is. He, he is was JJ. in that. Yeah. You just didn't yeah. see him. But like, he, didn't see him. he for the last twenty years, he is Jay Jonah. I think that's so perfect, and so I loved it. Even right down to uh, Lego form. You know, it is. Oh, it, it is so Jay good. Jonah. It's so amazing. Phenomenal. That Lego moment where you you see him. He's asking to get the paperwork, and then the other two guys that that are in that movie as well. I can't quite remember their names, but they're sitting there. They could do a quick pass by. I love how Lego Spider-Man is voiced by Nick uh, Novicki, I think is how you pronounce his last name, who plays Lego Spider-Man in the Lego Spider-Man games. It's so dope. And uh, I love, I just, I think my favorite part is when he goes, beep, boop. Like he's like activating the little wrist. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Beep, boop, boop, beep. Just... I like to think it's the kid who's playing with the toy is making right, that. Right, it's making noise. that noise. Not so much Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's so good. I, give us, please, Chris Miller, Phil Lord, give us a Lego Spider-Man movie. I would watch the crap out of that. Be so I don't good. think it needs to be a movie. But oh, I'd watch like a whole movie. Short. No, nope, give me a whole movie. They I did Batman see, twice. You could do so. it, yeah. Batman, and those yeah. are amazing movies. I, I'm down yeah. for another one if it's, if, they're, if it's as well executed as the Batman ones. Um, I think there's so many things in this movie that are well executed. Um, I just wanted to bring up a few little little details that I caught because we're talking about Easter eggs and things like that. Um, 
just a few things that I noticed off the bat, which was like, I love that Gwen's band is called the Mary Janes. Oh, yeah. That was dope. Um, if you're watching the movie for a second time, look in the bottom right corner. You see a, a moment where somebody, you just see the, the onomatopoeia for cough come up. Did you guys catch that the first time around? Where it just, it showed like there was like a little cough before the movie starts. And it's just like, I hope they keep that for the, the home release as well. And, um, and then I think the other one, there's only two other ones I wanted to mention was the number 42 on the spider uh, is confirmed. Uh, the director came out to say that it's confirmed to be a reference to Jackie Robinson, mm-hmm. uh, which is sick. But the craziest part, I didn't even notice this in the movie in, in Into the Spider-Verse. And Justin, you had watched Into the Spider-Verse before we went into this. So, so I don't know if it, yeah. I don't know if, yeah. yeah, maybe, I don't know if it, you guys caught it or not, but the spider's glitching in that movie. Yeah. So yeah. the twist has been revealed revealed since yeah. the very beginning. I remember, I had no idea. It's, it's so funny, I never thought about it though until the other day when I, when, when I did, was watching it and it's coming down and I was like, it's glitching. I'm like, does that mean it's also in, right. in, interdimensional and mm-hmm. uh, from a multiverse? And now that very much is is confirmed in in this movie. So so cool. Yeah. Quick question for somebody who didn't rewatch um, the first one before going in. So we don't. So that is a twist that the spider isn't from his universe. We find that out in Beyond. Yes, it's, or, or it's confirmed in Across. In across it's, whereas right across, it's just yeah. again, it's just a visual thing in the first one where you're yeah. like, oh, that's glitches, odd, and you don't yeah. think twice about it. I didn't think twice awesome. about it. Yeah, awesome. yeah. the yeah, glitching's not really exactly. defined as much as it is in this movie as no. to why it's happening. But cool. it's just it's such a cool thing that now that's that we've awesome. gotten to this point, it's, that we're able to sort of see defined, why that's happening. It's def- it gets defined in in the first movie, but because it happens so quickly, I think that's probably why. Kinda, and I never thought back to it. Yeah, but. But having like watching it and then understanding, you know, when Peter's glitching and when he when uh, Doc Ock is with him and says, you know, you're you're Adams. If you stay here any longer, you're just going to you know, you're, you're going to explode. Right. Like he's not from this dimension. Then I was like, oh, wait, does that mean the spider's not from this dimension? Right? So like, cool. It, it was interesting that this time around, I actually noticed that in in the in the the. The, the arrival of the spider, if you will. Um, but, yeah, that is something that's cool that they didn't necessarily they just kind of threw in there, and it seems like here they've very much confirmed that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I did want to just, for the last thing that I noticed, and, and this is not 100% confirmed, so I need, you know, t- make use of that Discord if you're listening. I need everyone to confirm for me. Go watch it a second, a third, a fourth, a fifth time, uh, because I need this confirmed before before our friends at New Rockstars get to it and just completely confirm it for me. Um, but I'm pretty sure, and I, I pointed this out to Darcy the the Miles G Morales first off Miles G Morales by the way the Earth forty two version at the end of the movie is not voiced by Shamik Moore if you didn't catch it uh, he's voiced by Jarrell Jerome who's been in movies like Moonlight uh, he was in the series When They See Us he's absolutely fantastic and I can't wait to see him in Beyond uh, or hear him in Beyond um, but I am positive that we actually get a glimpse at Miles G Morales early in the movie in the origin story of Spot. When they're mm-hmm. showing the spider in that universe being worked on in the in the for like a brief second, you see the braids on the back of the head of a character. And I was just like, I quickly turned to Darcy. I'm like, this is Miles G. Morales. Like, I was almost positive. And I think the coolest thing about that is that if that is Miles G. Morales, then maybe he's interning at Alchemax. And that's how he's able to kind of get the technology to become the Prowler. And I think that just fits so perfectly. And I really hope that's the case because I love when movies do that. I love 
you know, Wakanda Forever, uh, spoilers for Wakanda Forever, but but uh, his son is earlier in the movie, right? And when, when Nakia uh, goes to visit, and I just, I love, I love, 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 love when they do that in movies. Well, it makes sense that he would be part of the origin of the spider in, in some way, because isn't the spider, the spider is from his universe, yeah, right? So, you know, the the universe that has no, no Spider-Man. So it's, it, it kind of fits in, but you're right to see, like, to have him almost in the background of this uh and maybe he's there for alternative reasons like you said like yeah you know stealing gear building up his own his own ammo for to be the prowler uh that that's that's interesting it'll be it'll be cool to see his origin story uh you know told to us in in the oh, classic if they start the movie that way reverse way let's yeah, do this for yeah. the first time or something <laughs> like that like yeah. dude let's go yeah yeah, I mean, I think when you pointed, you nudged me, Nate, and I noticed a, a flash of something too. And I think the confirmation for me came later on in the movie when we see Spot or the 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 foretelling of what is going to happen to Captain uh, Davis, mm-hmm. and it was kind of interspl like it was interspliced in him there. with yeah. uh, the Inve- Inspector Singh. Like the two of them are flashing oh, back and yeah. forth, so yeah. it was changing. So it's like the Spot does see all realities at once or whatever when he's in this in between world or whatever. So so cool. That was the, to me. That was like that definitely Nate definitely saw something and he was he's on he's on the tr- right track there i think good so. yeah good okay yeah. take that new rock stars um but uh i wanted to kind of get to the end of our conversation here i could talk about this movie for another million hours but um i want to talk about what's next you know i think you know we get to the end of the movie we get the the twist the reveal that that the prowler in that in earth 42 is uh, Miles G. Morales. On the news, we hear Sinister St- Sinister Six Cartel from J. Jonah Jameson. Um, and uh, and so I wanted to kind of get your your guys' thoughts. I want to know what what are you predicting? What's next for these characters? What's going to happen? And Darcy, as our resident comic book expert, I want you to kick us off here. Well, it's pretty safe to say Miles gets out. I mean, we are left like the last thing we see is him ripping the glove that he's got on and and starting to zap the chain. So mm-hmm. he's He's getting out of there pretty quickly, and I think it's going to be an interesting story because that's about as all as I can I can tell. I don't know where it's going next. Obviously, we have the team going into the Spider Verse to try and find Miles, but now we are they fighting the the other you know Miguel's team of you know hundreds of Spider Men. Like I I yeah I think it's going to be an interesting Spider Man all out war. And honestly, I still don't trust Miguel. There he's shady the whole time why is he trying to eat these you know variants yeah, or, weird. or he, these like, opens anomalies his mouth up to eat the vulture like, at one point well, they I, openly I, yeah they openly know call him a vampire so yes. it's, it's really interesting that they they would do that and then he's injecting himself with with, with, with spider what, venom i'm like, imagining it's the thing that gives him his spider powers but yeah. also probably keeps that vampireness at bay uh-huh. kind of like a blade situation mm. right like you know how blade has to like kind of so he so he doesn't come become full vampire he has to inject himself hungry, yeah. yeah so never he, go full he, vampire <laughs> you never go full vampire um yeah i think those are those are all great calls i i i'm i'm, I'm really interested with the idea that you know obviously miles has arrived at the universe of where the spider's from where there is no spider-man mm-hmm. um and you know how very telling it is that you know miles g morales is the product of what happens when jefferson dies he becomes yeah. the villain and it's interesting you mentioned uh, uncle aaron and how you know he doesn't know he's not always a bad guy he is he kind of has that moment where he turns and becomes good. I think he's going to be the one that's going to reach out to Miles G. Morales and get him 
to turn. I don't think Miles G. Morales is going to actually, I think he will become uh, a bit of a uh, antagonist for, for Miles, uh, you know, in this, in, in the next story and beyond the Spider-Verse, but there is a lot going on, right? So like how, how Miguel fits into it with his spider society versus, you know, Gwen and the rebels, if you will, uh, that are, are out to save their friend, right? And then uh, fight Spot. I mean, Spot is still out there. Spot's exactly. still a threat. Well, the end yeah, Spot's end still goal. a threat too. So yeah, there's there's a there's a lot that, you know, beyond the Spider-Verse needs to kind of encapsulate. And I think some of what we're talking about might fall off. It may be this Miles G. Morales thing. It might just kind of fade away, but I doubt it. Like the way the, the weight of the way this, this movie ends with those moments with, uh, Miles G. Morales. It feels like this is what's going to matter in uh, it in um, in Beyond the Spider Verse, and even just the, the the name Beyond the Spider Verse. Like, what's Beyond the Spider Verse? Right. Right. I think Beyond the Spider Verse is looking beyond the multiverse and kind of f- focusing more on the simplistic, you know, the friendship, the family, all those sort of things that that are really integral to to the Spider Man. Right. Like, what actually uh, matters for them right exactly Especially beyond like the spider someone like exactly. miguel o'hara like he's not he can't think past it it's it's that's his whole life so what's beyond that oh, i like that kevin do you have any ideas as far as uh predictions go god i'm so bad at, at, at <laughs> this anytime we do it i'm terrible just say, but i'm just so, say, i'm going just say gwen's gonna I'm be going, in the I'm movie buck. oh i'm going crazy okay. i'm gonna go yeah, I'm, onions I'm here i'm gonna i'm gonna <laughs> say a prediction um okay uh when you go beyond the spider-verse you are talking about now the wider realm of the entire multiverse so if you thought the cameos in across the spider-verse were crazy just wait until the shit they throw at you in this next one we're getting Captain America's and and we're going off whatnot. the web. We're going just going buck. That's the, going I'll just crazy. That. Yeah. Okay. Leave the if, web if behind. If you're going to make a bad prediction, the... at least make it as crazy as you can. So I that's like what, it. That's so by the, predict. by the end of Beyond the Spider Verse, Kevin, you are predicting that we will see the live action Miles Morales on screen. That's what you're saying. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. No? I can't wait. Perfect. I can't wait. I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, I think my my, my prediction, and then we're going to kind of wrap up our conversation here, but um. You know, a lot of what you were saying, Justin, I think Miles G. Morales, what piques his interest at the end of the movie is when when Miles says talks about his dad and and you you see your father, you know, he wants his dad back. Like, I think Miles G. Morales wants his dad back and will stop at nothing to make that happen. So I think he'll work alongside Miles to help destroy Spot. But then I think he'll help him save his dad. But then there's going to be that heel turn where he's going to try and send Miles back to Earth-42 so that he can replace him. And I think, it, I think what's happening here is it's, it's becoming a, a canon event within the Spider-Verse movies, um, and it's developing, we're developing new canon events where that's what Kingpin wanted to do, right? That's what Miguel tried to do, and that's what Miles G. Morales is going to do. I don't think Jefferson's going to die. I think, I think, I think Miles... Um, I don't think Miles' universe is going to be lost, uh, and I do think he will end up with Gwen at the end. Because as much as all other Spider-Man characters suffer these tragedies of these canon events, I think there's a line in this movie that Gwen says where she says, um, he can do everything. He can do everything. And I think that's that's it. I think, you know, he, because he's a Spider-Man that wasn't supposed to be, he's an exception to yes. these rules. Yeah. And I think I think that's going to be sort of the you know kind of the neo 
he's the Neo sure. of this he, universe. They were hinting at it very heavily, though, you know, in, in the final moments of the movie where they're referring to him as the anomaly, the yeah. the one that wasn't supposed to be. He's the one. You know, he's the one. Yeah, exactly. And that, that he has the ha- he has it all. And I think that, yeah, he is going to be sort of the one that can break all of the, the canon elements because he is outside of it all, right? So like cool. It's, Sweet. It's a, that's a good theory. That's yeah. sick. Okay. I'm told, I'm totally sold for that. Now I want Darcy to come in and burst our bubbles. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no. I just want to say, uh, has if, Nate, have you been reading Spider-Man comics? Because a recent storyline, like not recent in the last 10 years, I'd yeah. say, with, within Miles uh, Morales' story, we do get to see the 616 universe's version of Miles Morales. And he's an enforcer for Fisk. And he loses his family and ends up wanting to go to the ultimate Spider-Man's universe because the love of his life is still uh, alive okay. there. Like, that is so they're doing something that, that is from <laughs> they, the comics. So the fact that, you just, that yeah. Yeah. You, just, you just pulled that out. I'm like, geez, he, he knows. <laughs> how the story goes like, yeah. that is something that clearly they've been inspired by uh when when creating the spider-verse story that the whole story of going back to replace the person you lost yep. so i'd love it. i, I like- love how that would be the, the 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 through arc where each movie we are introduced to an antagonist of some sort that wants to get their family back yeah i love it yeah. and i like that it really connects back to the first movie and kingpin's goal mm-hmm. and why the collider was was basically created and and built was so that he could go back and get his family and that is, you know, that is again captured in Miguel's story, and it sounds like it. You're, you might be on the right track. I think it, it would definitely be something that could be captured in Miles G. Morales' story as as being his desire and and his end game. Um, yeah, that, I like that idea. I think that works really, really well. But they were giving us Mad Matrix vibes towards the end there, yeah. where where he's like swinging through the rain and it's all green city and <laughs> the city's all like neon, like it almost looks like cyberpunk, you know, fused with. Uh, a bit more, it, very cyberpunk actually, yeah. and, and with a little bit of that Matrix like high end. But um, yeah, you just I, need I could see them going the that full song playing. That's what yeah. I mean. And then you need like multiple Smiths, right? Yeah. Or, like, and then multiple that's, that's the reveal or... that that's what's beyond the Spider Verse is the Matrix. It's just the Matrix. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> Kevin, no. write it. Go Wachowski's write it. Right now. had found a way they to get found in. Away. This. Um, listen, on that note, that is it for. As I said, we, I think we could talk about this movie for a million years. Um, and, and I think we will be talking about this movie years. for a million years. Yeah. I think we're going to continue to talk about this movie. Yeah. Uh, but that is it for now for our spoiler-filled discussion of Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. And I, again, I say for now because we, I, we have opened up a channel on our Discord Please continue the conversation. I want to hear your theories, your thoughts. Uh, am, are, are we all wrong? Um, you know, are you positive that Captain America is going to be in the next one? Who would you cast as a live action <laughs> Miles Morales? Um, and so definitely hop onto that Discord and and join the conversation. We'd love to have it with you. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this uh, this episode. And if you did, make sure to subscribe to us wherever you like to listen to podcasts, if you haven't already. And if you want to write into the show with your thoughts on this movie or any of the movies or shows we cover, um, I'm going to use the go home machine to send you over to Justin to let you know how you can reach us. Well, they can reach us at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. Or they can reach out to us on Twitter at geekcentricyt or on Instagram at wearegeekcentric. And on that Discord. Uh, it is a hot geek summer. Uh, we've got so much to look forward to. We've got our coverage of Transformers Rise of the Beasts, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny and Pixar's Elemental, and so, so much more. It's going to be a busy time. Uh, speaking of Elemental, we do have a giveaway going on over on those socials that Justin just mentioned. Uh, we've partnered with our friends at Disney Studios Canada to give away some tickets for you and a friend to go see uh, Disney and Pixar's Elemental early on June 14th. 
so we're going to be giving out tickets to screenings across Canada, across the Spider-Verse, uh, across Canada. So go check out those socials for full details. Justin, Darcy, Kevin, thank you so much for joining me for this flipping and quipping, spoiler-filled discussion. And as we say, with great power comes great responsibility. Love ya. Laters. Get home safe, guys. Peace. <laughs>